We need help with Montana Hunters for Access. We've got like 35 ranchers signed up saying they would accept some help this summer around the place. This is our way of giving back and saying thanks to them for being enrolled in block management, a program that compensates ranchers a little bit for allowing public hunting. We want to go out there and do some work projects, and we got like 35 ranches that want the help, and fuck, we don't have nearly enough volunteers. We need help. You need to go to MontanaHunterAccess.org if you live in Montana or if you are willing to travel to Montana to help out for a weekend. I'll put you up. I'll I'll roll out the red carpet for you. Just come on out and give us a hand, please. Because nothing says I don't give a shit about the future of publicly accessible non-pay hunting. Like ceasing to dispense with whatever inane bullshit you're doing right now besides listening to this podcast, and heading on over to MontanaHunterAccess.org. That's MontanaHunterAccess.org, MontanaHunterAccess.org, and signing up now because we need This is the Hunt Quietly Podcast. I'm Matt Ranella. Cameron Weddington, what are you doing? Man, I am in a apartment building lobby. Apartment? Oh, oh, okay. It's not a motel. It's an apartment. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm at my brother-in-law, my wife's brother. I'm at his apartment for the night, staying in Nashville. We're flying out in the morning to Hawaii to go hunt turkeys. Damn. Yeah. You and you and the wife. Yeah, she uh, shockingly wanted to go on this trip with me. Shock gobblingly wanted <laughs> yeah, to go on shock. the trip with with you. Yeah. Speaking of shot gobbles, I don't know how I'm going to get one. They don't have owls, crows, coyotes. They don't have anything over there. Oh, that I've doesn't heard, matter. That doesn't yeah, matter. I've heard a peacock call is the way to go. Yeah. When I was uh, new to turkey hunting, I bought a, call, uh, a peacock call. That was the first shot gobbling call I ever <laughs> bought. And it came with a video. and and Or not a video, a cassette tape. And the dude's like explaining the logic behind the peacock call. And he's like, the peacock is the natural enemy of the turkey. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how much truth there is. The car door must be the natural enemy of the turkey as well. Because, yeah, uh, there's. There's some days you can slam a door in the gobble, and then there's some days you can say the most seductive thing on earth to them, and, and they'll just sit there and look at you. Yeah. So do you have kids? Yes, I have one. Uh, she's one year old, and we elected to let grandma keep her while we're on. Oh, man, a little getaway. Okay, so is the wife hunt? 
No, no. Okay. She she's is, just going to hang out on the beach. <clears throat> correct. Yeah, she. She's. I bet not your wife. I bet your wife's a babe. Like, because you're a pretty good looking dude. Um. Yeah. Know, I mean, I like, think she's smoking hot. To be yeah, honest. Yeah. If but. I was there, I would let you go turkey hunt, and I'd hang out on the white on the beach with your wife. <laughs> yeah, she's bringing a friend, so you could, oh, you could hang out damn. with her. She's good looking too. Damn. Let me check my frequent flyer miles. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> Um, I hope my wife isn't listening to this. I guarantee yeah. you she's fucking not. So yeah, well, um, yeah. My wife won't listen to this either. She hears me plenty. No. Yeah. So that's cool. How long are you guys gonna be there? We're going so we're gonna hunt for five days on the big island and then gonna move to Kauai for three days. Uh is there what's the deal there? Well, I don't want to get too much into hunting promotion. Forget it. I'm not even going to ask. Yeah. 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 They only have turkeys in one island. So. Okay. What kind of turkeys? That's a general question that I can ask. They transported Rio Grande's from Texas there. Mm. So mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to promote it anymore than it already is. It's going to be me and a bajillion other people on this volcano starting Wednesday. We'll see oh, is that there. opening day? Yeah, it's going to be a bunch of folks. I've talked to the locals. They said... You know, used to be 10, 20 guys sign in opening day. Now it's more like 60 last year. And this year will probably be more than that. I've, I, I've counted 35 guys that I personally know that'll be there. Damn. So everybody. I mean, that's just, Hawaii. It's like, the new, it's the, it's the new thing. The next. Yeah. Everybody next. wants the turkey in every state now. It's just part of yeah. kind of the world we're in. So. It's the, the next chapter of the new frontier of turkey exploitation it'll be interesting because these are literally on an island so at some point they're gonna have to like they can't really like migrate back in or anything they're they're ones you got there or there and and if they overshoot them they're yeah 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 how long have they been there i think several years I mean, there's some old school videos from uh, Ray. Seven I. years. That's all. Uh, several, several. Several. Oh, yeah. I, I'm still, not sure. Like not like decades. No, I mean not like Mississippi or something. Like they're, you know, they were transplanted probably back when they were doing all the transplants years and years ago when they were trapping and transferring turkeys. I'm sure somebody had the idea finally to ship some over to Hawaii. Mm. Be worth looking into. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna type it in right now. Um, why don't you t- uh, tell me some more stuff? Cause I can't talk and type at the same time. But so I'm going to type <laughs> yeah. in how long have Turkey's been in Hawaii. Um, uh, so they probably haven't been there long enough. I am typing and texting cause you're not telling me any stories. I didn't um, know. I mean, I don't know what to just you go off on a tangent just, here. You can't just tell a story at like on demand. Yeah. I mean, I, I can. It's There's actors time. that can cry on demand, you know? Yeah. I don't know that I'm quite qualified for all that yet. How long have turkeys been in? Oh, I get so sick of typing. All I do is freaking type. I am in a good mood tonight, man. I am in a good, good mood for a very early 1960s. That's what I'm seeing. No, the first thing that 
No, first thing it pops up. No, I, I get 18, 15. I didn't know they were back. They were there that long. It, yeah, first introduced in 1815 from North America as a game bird. The wild turkey is an unexpected sight along Hawaii's roadsides. Huh. At almost four feet long. That's a stat I've never heard. The length of a turkey. What do you do? Pretty tall. I mean, that, surely it's not just from the ground. Maybe from maybe from, from beak tip, to tail. From, <laughs> from snood from snood to tail. <laughs> yeah. The longest snood to the longest feather of the tail. I don't yeah. know. That'll um, be something. Maybe we'll start doing that instead of spur length and all that. We'll just we'll see who got the longest turkey. Yeah, I've been so I'm a I'm a I'm a quantitative ecologist, so I I do my day job. There's a lot of stats involved, and mm -hmm. for a week now, I've been struggling to understand something new that a guy wrote a new to me a procedure for analyzing time series data that this guy developed in the mid nineties, and I could not get the equations to work the way he claimed they should for a week. And yesterday, Sunday, on a Sunday, I just, I'm like, what the hell? I'm just going to email the guy. Found his email yeah. address online. And I didn't even know if he was still working. I mean, he was doing PhD. Uh, statistical developing statistical techniques three three decades ago and he emailed me back within 20 minutes <laughs> and i got on the phone with him today and i was able to convince him because i had this suspicion what was going on that one of the plus signs in his equation should really be a minus sign <laughs> And I have been losing so much freaking sleep over this. <laughs> it's like when I, when something like that's happening, I don't know when, how much, you know how you can always kind of know how much progress you're going to make with most things in life. Yeah. Like if you're a painter and you're painting houses, you'd be like, yeah, yeah you can I'll see get this wall done today. But when mm -hmm. I get stuck like that, it's like, I have zero idea when I'll next make progress. You know? Yeah. What do you do for a living? I'm a financial planner. So, oh. yeah, been doing that for several years right out of college. Got my, uh, honestly, today was the last day of doing my continued education. I have to do that every two years. It's freaking brutal, but got that so you, done. You had to take econometric, you had to take uh, uh, econometrics classes, did you? Economics? Uh, econometrics. No. No, I don't think I took any econometrics. I don't know. I, I passed everything I had to pass, so I'm I'm in. But um, it's a good it's a good business for a hunting enthusiast. Once you get kind of your feet under you, because you can start, you know, working for yourself. You have flexible hours and things like that. It enables me to do what I love to do. Econometrics is like statistics applied to economics. Oh, cool. 
I've, I'm sure I took classes such as that. It just may not have been under that exact title. This guy I was talking to today, he's a, he's a world-famous econometrician, and I use a lot of um, econ, uh, econometric techniques, and he, he actually has a, a Wikipedia page. His name is Siddhartha Chib. Huh. His name, but anyway, that's a that's a a lot of tangents right there. Yeah, we've so gone let's get let's get back to let's get back to hunting. Um, so I just had a episode of the podcast with Nathan, with Nathan. who who will whose last name will remain anonymous. It wasn't because yeah. he's a wildlife biologist, so there could be. Yeah. Employment repercussions for him. Yeah, absolutely. So, but, and what I want to talk to you about is a similar thing. And that is in like, I think you'll be allowed to be a little more candid maybe than he was. And, um, and it looks like, and I, you wrote it, recorded a video about what we're going to talk about at least some of what we're going to talk about. And, uh, what it has to do with is the Tennessee Fish and Game Agency hiring the hunting public, which is a group. How many dudes are in the hunting public? I don't even know. So I, I don't watch YouTube. I quit years ago, and I, I think there's like four main guys. I don't really know. I don't, I'll never understand this hunting gang, like a hunting club of people. I don't know. They travel around on a bus and go shoot stuff and video it. People apparently love it. I mean, they get hundreds of thousands of views. So I don't yeah. know. It's it's not for me. I, I've never been a YouTube guy. I like watching. I like reading books a lot more. Yeah, good for you. That's cool. AI. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Good for you. But let me, if you don't mind, I'll kind of give you my perspective, like I laid out in the video. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Lay 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 it out. Yeah, the population. Yeah, my one YouTube was, video. <laughs> I, I I was wondering if you had more. Uh, no, I, I that's looked. it. I got one. Okay. I had to create a YouTube to share the video. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I subscribed to your channel, and then I'm like, oh. Really <laughs> no, don't expect much more out of me. I <laughs> I couldn't figure out any other way to share such a large video file. Okay. Other than YouTube, so you did a really nice job with it. You like Thanks. cut away yeah, the it. graphics and things did like it that. all on the iPhone. Really. Yeah, through iMovie. But yeah, it was essentially, let me just. I'm you gonna must give have been pretty up. pissed off to devote that kind of time and effort. I, yeah, I'm still pissed about it. Like, I, it, I just can't get over it because I just cannot get over it, to be honest. So I'm Mr. I'm a Tennessean, grew up in Tennessee, turkey hunted my whole life. Um, and I'm not saying this in a bragging way at all. I don't talk turkey numbers, what I kill every year, whatever, as far as, because I travel extensively too to hunt. But two to years hunt ago. turkeys? Like you're a turkey yes. specialist? That's that's it. I, I waterfowl hunt a lot too. Um, locally, I don't really travel. I've traveled to pheasant hunt, up turkey. You know, I've, I've traveled for other hunts, but like turkey, turkey season. A I'm, pheasant's just a glorified turkey. 
Yeah, and you just go jump them and shoot them. You know, you're not calling them. Yeah, yeah, but they're like, they're they're DNA. Yeah, yeah. So are turkeys. Um, the iridescent colors. God, both of them, both a turkey and a pheasant, in my mind. Yeah, I just can't imagine anything more beautiful like that mix of these really earthy tones mixed with these Mm -hmm. paisley, almost paisley colored iridescent my wife if i shoot a pheasant she'll sit at my kitchen table when she's here we live apart and just like luxuriate in it for an hour just like staring at the feathers and touching it and like they really are because then you just move them at an angle and it's a whole new color yeah 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 there's unreal yeah but but yeah i travel turkey wise i'm usually nine to 12 states per year and but i hunt tennessee almost i hunt every day basically from march through the end of may every day okay. so it it's something i do and what so do you, do? you but take time off work i will go I, i've gone to other states near where i live before work you know so oh. i essentially i'll i usually try to be at work by nine and so in May it gets sunrise at four thirty here. So I mean that gives me three four hours to hunt still. Yeah, you know. And also, are these you a, days, are you a gripping grinner? The pictures. Yeah, yeah. I would say that would be our one difference. I let's yeah let's account, di- let's dilate on that just for a second, and then we'll okay. move on. I then we'll get into Tennessee. So. I listened to your podcast with Nathan. It, you've made me think a lot, and we align very similarly in our views with how things are going these days. Um, the difference, I had an Instagram account, I still do, and I had, you know, like my college buddies following me, you know, family and nothing. Yeah, and I started. Normal. Normally, people don't give a shit about me, but. <laughs> the last five minutes they seem to care i don't know what's going on yeah but i i would post it so i kind of got to where i really will probably write a book one day about turkey hunting i love literature like my book probably will suck but i'll just do it for my kids hopefully but i just you don't know you don't know you could have a penchant yeah. for writing you never know but I love like literature and stories about people going turkey hunting and things like that. So what I usually do, if you looked at my account, it would be, I will post a tasteful, you know, a picture of me with the turkey in the habitat in which I took that turkey. If it's in Montana or Wyoming or Hawaii, hopefully in a couple of days. And then I'll have a title, like a chapter title. And then the story as if it's a chapter of a book. And that's how. How I, is that any different than what the hunting public did then? If you're t- saying the state and putting your turkey online, I don't put the state anymore, oh. ever. I, I went back, deleted that. I, started, I stopped that two years ago when I saw the writing on the wall with this crap. But um, okay. I also uh, have a turkey hunting podcast that a buddy and I do. It's pretty big. It's called the Turkey Hunter Podcast, and we stopped. If someone in our show says a state name, WMA name X, we beep it out like it's a cuss word or something. Oh, like, that's that's good. So yeah, it's good, but uh, you know, it's like then there's a level at which I don't see the the difference between promoting hunting in general 
hunting, promoting hunting in a particular place. Yeah. That's like what? So you're just going to bring people into it and have them go everywhere except into a particular place. It's a lot different to me if I tell you, I mean, there's whole different levels. Hey, I killed a turkey. That doesn't tell you much. Hey, I killed a turkey in Mississippi. Narrowed it down. Hey, I killed a turkey in North Mississippi. Hey, I killed a turkey on so-and-so WMA. You know, that you, you have levels. And then you get to where people nowadays, you just, hey, here's the pen where I killed him on Onyx, and you should go kill one too. There was another Did one. Really do that? Why would anybody people, do that? People share their spots like it's nothing. Why they want to be anybody do like how what do they get out of that other than a very crowded experience the following year? I don't think they care because so many people are going to these states one time and they don't care when they leave and then they they want to be able to say that they put so and so on a bird there and they're the reason they killed and I don't know. You know, I have a I have a tight circle. I have two brothers who hunt extensively with me and I have, I would say two friends who if I'll help them, like this is my little circle of people. We're in this together kind of thing. But outside of that, I don't care. Like okay. I don't care who you are. I'm just going to tell you very quickly in a way that you probably haven't heard me say it, even if you've been listening to my podcast, because it's my new way of articulating it. Okay. Why I think you should stop putting dead turkeys and dying turkeys i don't put dying turkeys <laughs> dead okay then dead turkeys yeah on a public social media account got it it's because it promotes greed and selfishness and competition which leads to hunting for shitty reasons and monetization so yeah and no, i think the monetization checked, would i be... think if you check i think if you check that with your against your experiences long and hard like i have you'll come to that conclusion i've seen it i mean uh, i'm getting closer to i don't see any benefit do you see any benefits to doing it to the greater hunting community? There's benefits to the individual. They can get sponsors. They can yeah, make money. I could, I they can get likes. They can get their ego stroked. But yeah. do you see any benefits to the hunting community from doing it? Because I don't. Actually, I, I do. Um, and I'll tell you why. So I would agree with you on that most all the way, to be honest. And I've seen it where I've been offered sponsorships and all this, other, you know, everybody wants me on their pro staff because I can kill turkeys and, you know, you should wear this camo or you should do this and you we'll take you here and we'll do that. And you get, you know, you could, I could see how that could easily bring people into that fold. And I also, my account, I would say, if someone follows me, they already hunt turkeys. Like I, I don't have some guy that's on. Yeah, that but you're it. not in a position to talk to. Pe you're not in a position to condemn people that have accounts that are followed by people that don't hunt. Like if you abandon it, then you'd yeah. be in a position to call out other people that are monetizing dead wildlife. 
You'd be in a position, but I'm not monetizing it, and I also don't. Be in a, yeah, okay, you could still, you yes, but you'd be in a stronger position. So anyway, okay, wait a minute. I'm losing the thread. What benefit okay. is there for you showing the world what you shoot? Yeah. So with my personal account, I believe the way in which we hunt matters. Um, I yeah, believe too, and like not trotting out your trophy and bragging about it online is. Like to me, part I agree. I, and that's not why I'm doing it. Um, now, but I've, I, I don't know. Like I try not to question people's motivations, but I've surveyed seven, eight people that mm-hmm. um, put their shit online for people to look at that I know well, and that I demanded, like sweated over it with them, and had them demanded that they give me the honest answer. And at the end of the day. Seven out of eight said bragging was a main motivation. And one person said the only reason they did it was to make money. So when I see dead dead shit on the computer, I'm pretty much, I mean, like, I can't be convinced with with you or anyone else that either notoriety or money or both are a major motivation. So we're probably just going to have to agree to disagree on that because that's fine. Yeah. The the money I could promise you is not there. I don't right. our podcast. And, but, we don't but, make money. I don't make money off my Instagram. I don't make any money off turkeys. I never. Yeah, it's a rule of mine. I never want to make a. I dime would guess that you turkeys. like sycophants, like praising you for your accomplishments. I don't. I'm not a sicka guy. I don't care if anybody. No, praises sicka, me. sycophant, sycophant. What is that? It's an ass kisser. Oh, okay. But not, so let me explain. So in the wild turkey world, I don't know, you know, how much you turkey hunt or you're listening to turkey hunt. Okay. I think how we hunt matters. So in my opinion, if you are, you've commented on Joe Rogan before, he goes out to these high fences and, you know, whacks some animal over a corn pile or whatever, probably. And I mean, what is that? You know, well, in the turkey world to me, no, it's not hunting. In the turkey world, to me, we're at a very big crossroads for how people are going to hunt. The new generation of turkey hunters are learning that you the only way to turkey hunt is you grab a full-strut gobbler decoy, you stick it in front of your tent blind or whatever, and that's how you kill turkeys. Or you take that. That's not a problem for me. It's when they take these decoys and they reap turkeys. I don't know if you know what I mean by that, where they fanning them and they walk up to them and blow their heads off. And then they're all using TSS shot and, and talking about how you can shoot them at 80, 90 yards now. And to me, that's not Turkey hunting. So I'm a very traditionalist. I, I read all these old school books. It's the way I was brought up is that Turkey hunting is between you and the gobbler one on one. You're not out there reaping them because that literally triggers a fixed action response where the turkey almost has to charge. I've done it twice. I know exactly what it's like. I'll never do it again. And it's it's literally cheating, in my opinion. You're cheating this this bird out of life. He has no fair chance. There's no fair chase. Yeah, I've had some, so, I had some other guys on from North Carolina that were telling me the same that they feel the same thing. So that's my belief, and I'm telling you right now, it's my belief. And right now. If you go watch on the outdoor channel or most YouTube channels, how to turkey hunt, that's how everyone is learning how to hunt. That's it. You have Michael Waddell from Realtree or whatever. That's how he promotes turkey hunting, the whole Realtree crew. That's all they do is reap turkeys. So in my attempts, um, 
I want to show people that you can hunt a traditionalist lifestyle where you hunt fair, you're hunting the turkey, you know, maybe no decoys or a stationary decoy, and it's a fair chase game, and you can still have success. And so that's what I, that's all I'm doing. I can promise you. I have I don't care. I've I've deleted my Instagram for eight months. I don't care. Like it doesn't yeah. if it goes away tomorrow, it's not gonna bother me. But there's I see two, your there's point. two ways you could there's two ways you could make me completely convinced. You could say you could show all the stuff you show and at the end be like have a post where it just says text. I got one. Hmm. Or I didn't get one. That'd be one way. Another way you would be if you had an anonymous account. And only showed the the creature, like the the harvest. Yeah. Without you know, it's like I'd be I'm I'd be down with that. Like that's a way where I would get on board with people showing dead shit. You show me the dead shit. Okay. But there's no way to tell who killed it. Who is it? I got you. That's not a bad. That's going to make me ponder. I will give you that because that's a good strategy. Why not devote more pixels to the dead thing that you're so proud of? You know, is my is my challenge to everyone that does it. You know, why do you have to have some of the half the pixels devoted to you? Probably in a fucking tank top with your with your muscles greased up or what the fuck ever you know (laughs) um not you i'm not talking about you i'm talking about broadly yeah i understand the issue you're seeing and i'm i'm with you 100 percent. i just i'm only turkeys i'm not western big game it's you know kind of different and and i'm just Mm, i don't think so i don't think of it as different i think of it as all the same i would agree with you on the anonymous account and that gives me a that gives me something to ponder on because that that could I truly have, I promise you, I have no monetary gain from turkeys. I've even contemplated that that is a next step or an additional step. I have several people that are working with me now, Mm -hmm. you know, it would be to create a social media account where you can show all the dead stuff you want, but no, your name isn't associated with it. Yeah. And your image isn't associated with it. So it's like, oh, you want to tell stories? You want the story to be out there? I just like to tell my stories. This is the modern day brag board or whatever. All that stuff. Okay? show Share with the world your story, but you get no benefit from it. Yeah. The issue, I've talked about this. I have several friends who are in the same boat as me, two of which are in anonymous accounts. So that makes that an interesting point. Really? But, These yeah. people already doing this? Yeah, they have. They just have like a handle that you, you know, it has a name of whatever the account is, but they don't actually put their personal name on there. Do they show their you, face? No. Really? What do yeah, they show? Correct. Uh, one of them in particular I think of is he's kind of a historian like I am of turkey hunting. So he'll show his pictures or books or just the oh, turkey okay. or just okay. this, you know? And, yep. Um, so it's an account like that, but, and we've discussed it cause I talked to them about it. I was like, man, I'm about ready to just delete this thing. Oh, and, you, should. It, it, you should. Here's you should. the thing though. If I do these other guys, 
who are bad actors, in my opinion, in the turkey world, they're not deleting theirs. Oh, and, okay. Just then just take your face out, take your face and name yeah, out of it. That's what I'm saying. So that yeah. is an option now. But if all of the good actors go away, the youth and younger hunters are on social media. And if we have no one out there preaching the good word, who who are they going to learn to hunt like? Yeah, but the, the top, the, I mean, the top, the very tippy, tippy top is shit. The very top people that are most followed are shit. They're all terrible. Fucking terrible. So, and that's like, all these people would see if yeah, the I good guys leave. That would be it. There's no alternative. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess, like, just that would be a thing. You'd be like, you could even make a point of it. Unlike the top names, I'm not going to get any credit or notoriety or likes from anyone. I'm just going to show you what I think is important. Yeah. The other thing you could do is turn off. I've considered this turn off the like count thing. I think you can do that on Instagram where like it doesn't add up your likes. It just. Yeah. But you still got all the comments. Yeah. And I think you can turn off commenting. You can. You can can just turn all that off and be like, look, I'm not getting the ego stroke anymore. I don't know who likes or comments anything. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be a step in the right direction. But yeah, but you can, I guess you you do understand kind of my perception here in, in my world of turkey hunting in the Southeast. I think if nothing changes the way we're turkey hunting now, we may be hunting them where, I, heck, I've seen guys with night vision technology going in to find roosted gobblers at night. So Is that, that they legal? Can, yeah, I don't know where it would be illegal. It's hmm. not in the rule book. And so they can get right under them and then they kill it. I mean, what have you done? You've assassinated a turkey. Yeah, You've no, done nothing. No. You've used You've technology. And we all we're doing with technology and the growth we're experiencing in technology is making hunting so easy that anyone can go kill a crap ton of animals and then go do what you're saying and brag about it and all this stuff. And yeah, I may kill my own, but I'm not like, I just want to, people to know that you can still hunt without all this stuff. Like you can, you can actually use woodsmanship and ability calling. You can learn, you can become better and you can still kill things and have a great experience. And it's so much, it's a much richer experience when you, when you really beat a Turkey one-on-one calling him in. I mean, there's nothing like it in my mind. Oh shit, man. It might as well be a bull elk in the moment. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So Hopefully you understand a little bit from my perspective. No, there. we don't need to, we don't need to hammer on this anymore. I think we should yeah. turn 180 into, and have you tell the story that you told so well in your YouTube yeah. video. Yeah. So I'm just going to walk you through, you know, two years ago in Tennessee, uh, we had a four bird limit for turkeys and we had a season that started April 2nd. And, and they had been four birds for some time, right? Oh, for a long time. I mean, my whole life it's been four. Um, so we had a season start April two, went to May, mid May ish, typically second, second weekend in May. And so four bird limit, long season, uh, not very many quota hunts here, you know, a lot of access. It was good. And everyone, I won't say everyone, most all of Tennessee noticed we're having a Turkey decline. 
much of the southeast, as you may have heard, and a lot of your western states like Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma now even are seeing yeah. that turkeys are declining and making regulatory changes to combat that. Okay, so um, yeah, God dang it. Now we're going to have to go on another aside, but I, I want to do this just for a minute. Okay, let me ask yeah. you a couple questions here. Um, when did, a couple questions first, when did you hear start hearing grumblings about a, a decline in turkey numbers in Tennessee? Question number one. Four to five years ago, grumblings. Okay. Two to three years ago, getting pretty loud. I've heard it said, my brother's told me this, that basically anywhere that there's been a turkey boom, did you, like where I grew up in Michigan, there weren't hardly any at all. And then we had this big boom starting yeah. in the mid a big curve. Yeah. Were they there in abundance, like in the nineties, eighties were or parts like, of Tennessee have had them historically. Okay. And you can, there's, uh, there is data to support kind of the theory you're saying of where we, trapped and dispersed turkeys into new landscapes. They had this monster boom. They basically filled to full uh, carrying capacity. And then it kind of reverted down a little bit because there were so many. Yeah. And then why there's also... You, okay, so why do you think it, that happens, that they have this boom, boom bust thing that happens to them? I don't know if that's what it is or not. I mean, I, I personally, my opinion... Just that's, the most that's the conventional form. wisdom as near as I can tell is that they tend yeah. to, when they enter into a new area, they go cr- the population. Crazy. The and predators they, don't and, know how to hunt them either. Like they're, they're going to go nuts. I, th- I got to think it's disease. At least a part of the picture has got to be accumulation. LPD, of disease. Yeah. There's diseases, but I mean, let's just look at it in the most basic form. We got, less landscape for them to be on. Tennessee is one of the growing estates in the U S right now. Nashville area is booming. So we're developing everything. There's more hunters than ever before for turkeys. In my opinion, I I don't think any time in history we've had more Turkey hunters than we do right now today. So you have more people hunting them. You have less land for them to live on. I mean, that's a pretty easy combo of, Hey, maybe that's not helping things. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Um, Plus you have predation. I mean, there's just, there's so many, and they're a bird just like most any ground nesting bird. It's a very cyclical world of a Turkey. If they don't get the right amount of rainfall or they get too much rainfall, it's too hot. It's too cold. There's an abundance of raccoons that year, whatever it may be, you're going to have cycles of of boom bust cycles. You know, we've had two good hatches in a, in a row here and that's following five terrible hatches in a row. You know. Yeah, I mean the picture that emerges, I mean, is one of there you could have a squiggly line with all kinds of peaks and valleys through time of numbers going through time. Mm-hmm. But the overall underneath that trend is declining. You know what I yeah. mean? So and it's the broad landscape. We're not just talking Tennessee. I mean, you're every state's reporting it, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee. Arkansas, Kansas now, Nebraska, really reaching west now. Oklahoma, they're down to one bird state. That used to be like the, you can go kill them anywhere state, you know. Mm. Nebraska, Kansas, now up in the northeast, some states are grumbling. New York, I mean, it's it's widespread. So at this point, 
it's kind of like, all right, this is a humongous landscape experiencing a decline, all yeah, similar in yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something's up. Yeah. Something's up. But outside of that, back to Tennessee, four bird limit, long, good season. We were experiencing a decline. And if you watch the YouTube video, I actually used from our public commission meetings because that's how they do things. They have a public meeting. It's, it's available live online to watch. It's a season, a season setting meeting. Yeah, like season setting, and the public is allowed to come in and comment. And this is during in 2020. This was after the 2020 turkey season. Okay. So they will, um, like, May to June-ish after turkey season has just ended is when they set the bag limit and everything for the next year. So the biologist comes in, he tells them what's going on. Here was the harvest. Here's what the turkey population's looking like. And then they make the decisions. Um, so during 2020, remember four bird limit, long season, I see the hunting public, Aaron Warbritton specifically, and there's this video of him with this fanned out gobbler. And he says, we get asked all the time what our favorite state to turkey hunt is. You, you know, basically you should come to Tennessee. It's our favorite. Um, there's turkeys everywhere. It's great. Come to Tennessee. If you're a non-resident, you need to be here. If you're a resident, get out and buy some tags. We love Tennessee. And it was like, when I watched it, I was like, that sure looks like a paid advertisement. Like that was just kind of like a little over the top of like, we love Tennessee. Yeah. And then TWRA posted the video. And there's no sponsored by blah. Yeah. But it's like, you could just tell when you watch it like this, some, this isn't like just, he didn't just do this with his, you know, selfie phone. Like, Hey, this is what I'm gonna do today. Mm -hmm. It was like scripted. And then TWRA posted the same video, but like not reposted from his account. They like posted the video and I was like, all right, something's going on. So Tennessee, Tennessee wildlife resources agency. Okay. Yeah. So I did a public, uh, public records request to TWRA and there's, you know, kind of have to answer you if you do that. And just specifically asked, have you paid, I'm just layman's terms here, basically, did y'all pay the hunting public to do this? And they responded and said, yeah, we gave them $10,000 to promote hunting in Tennessee, um, you know, and it, it helped us sell more non-resident licenses. So, <laughs> so what did they get for the 10 grand, that ad, or was there more? Apparently they also advertise for deer. I don't deer hunt really, so I didn't see it, you know, but they did turkey ads, helped them with deer. They they just were promoting hunting in Tennessee to the to the masses. And I mean their videos in Tennessee got like I can't remember, was it nine hundred and something thousand views or something between the four of them? Or like Are non resident tags capped for turkey and deer in Tennessee? No. They want all that non-resident. You got to pay 300 bucks to come here as a non-resident. You know, they want all that money they can get. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So then I'm watching the commission meeting, like right after this happens, and I'm kind of like processing that. I watched the commission meeting, and 
every commission, not only they have a public guy come up, like random guy from the public who was a retired game warden or something, and he's like, our turkeys are in mass decline. Like, this is terrible. You need to do something. And I show on my people you showed on the video. And then every commissioner is like, guys, I'm seeing it too in my region. Like everyone's complaining about the turkey numbers are down. I'm sitting there like processing that. Like I just watched the advertisement for y'all telling everybody to come hunt our turkeys. But then our like lead commissioners are sitting there telling me our turkeys are declining. What's going on? Like what a conflict of interest, you know? Hey, our turkeys are declining. Let's get some more people to come shoot them. Okay, in what way is a conflict of interest? Because it's not like these commissioners get paid more or less based on how many non-resident tags are sold. I'm I'm saying it's a conflict as far as the turkey's concerned because it's like they're acknowledging we have less, yet we want more people to come shoot them. How is that not like right but they don't they don't stand to gain financially from having more no they're public servants you know they're they're appointed they don't stand to gain financially but i mean just as far as like wise decisions and the way they paid them was here you can upgrade your license to a hard card um and if you do that it's 10 bucks you can get this like hard card license and that's all the money that paid the hunting public came from hard card license sales. So you're looking at hunting license sales paid them to promote, to get more people to come hunt here anyway. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think, what do you think the motive, it was it just that the, like there's some internal discussions and it's that, you know, the, the, your fish and wildlife mate, the TWRA is strapped for cash. We got to try to get, I don't know. I, so I honestly think what it is, is like our commissioners and like this branch of TWR that sets the regulations, um, knows what's going on with the Turkey population. And then I think there's this other branch that's just communications based and their, their sole goal that they've been instructed is sell licenses. I see. Sell licenses. Yeah. So maybe and there's not, like, there's a, they're not, they're not integrated enough. They they're don't care if it's same. turkeys or squirrels or whatever. Like they just want to sell licenses. Right. And so they're like, Hey, these guys, the hunting public, they're, they're really popular. Let's get them here. They Turkey hunt and it's spring. Let's that get them here and get them to sense. do this, this advertisement. That makes and perfect like, sense. There was, there was not an internal, the necessary internal conversation. Yeah, like, hey, maybe uh, let's promote, you know, the the squirrel population's doing great. Let's promote that this year. Turkeys yeah. are looking pretty rough. Let's not put them out in an advertisement to the world. Yeah. So that makes so, me feel like there was nothing really nefarious going on. It was just a lack of I don't of think it really was from the agency standpoint. Like, I think it was just lack of communication. And I truly think that the girl I communicated with, who is kind of the head of that, um communications department i think i think she literally her instructions are sell hunting and fishing licenses yeah we don't care how you do it just do it okay so where are we at in time wise in the story we're coming around to 2021 now yeah so then so i'm just going to jump to today i now have a two bird limit so my limit's cut in half the season is two weeks later than it was and the WMA that I used to hunt near home is in a quota now. And the one south of me is also in a quota. Have, have non-resident, has non-resident tags sales increased dramatically? Increased 
huge. 21 was like record. Not I showed a graph on there actually of the non-resident license sales. Let me see if I can find it in my email real quick. Let's see. So we went up just over a hundred percent over 2020 sales. It doubled by a hair. What was the number? What were the raw numbers? It was like, I'm trying to find it. Oh, I mean, if it's, yeah, if it's a struggle. It's in the video. I showed a graph. I showed, I showed the non-resident license sale and, and like a, chart showing it spike and then i also showed that our harvest on public lands with with what everyone's acknowledging is a declining population went up massively as well the next year Mm. Mm -hmm. so everyone acknowledges we're down yet the harvest goes up that's not because all of a sudden we had a bunch more turkeys romping around it's because more people came less turkeys and more of them getting (laughs) killed yeah so anyway it just really bothered me to think that I've lost a ton. Like in my mind, I've lost a lot of opportunity and I eat every morsel. Like I'm out of Turkey right now and it's killing me. I felt like a complete failure because my wife had to go buy chicken breast the other night. Mm-hmm. And I, I eat almost all wild game. I mean, I eat the legs, the thighs, the, the breast, the heart. I, I love it. You know, that's a thing I love to do. So basically you they're taking the feet. I've not eaten a turkey's foot before. <laughs> Is that something? I ate, well, I ate some chicken feet a couple months okay. ago. I've heard of that. Deep it... fried chicken feet. How was it? I liked them. It wasn't so... I liked them. Yeah. I, Maybe we'll have like... a deep fried turkey foot. I ate a bunch of them one night, and then the next day there were some leftovers, <laughs> and I refried them. Do you know that trick that like if you let's say you go to a restaurant and you get a bunch of fries and you can't finish them all and you bring them home and the next day they're all soggy. Mm-hmm. If you put those in a deep fryer, they'll be just as good as the night before. I may have to try that. I never tried yeah. it. Yeah. Anything that's fried, you can yeah, turkey nugget. It up. But anyway, yeah, I, I double fry, I refried them. And then I don't know. They they tasted the same. It wasn't that the taste changed. It just then something got in my head. It was kind of a, a mind fuck at that point. Like, I, was like <laughs> I guess there was a lot of people around the night before and it was a real jovial environment. And I just wasn't thinking deeply about it. But then the next day when I'm all alone and I'm holding this, yeah, and you're eating a foot. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I get the impression of a man Cameron, who very much appreciates and his turkey. So I do. And so basically using my license sales, they paid someone to promote to hunting gear to blow it up. Now my hunting is in a quota and I didn't draw this year. So I won't be hunting out there. Luckily I do have private land to hunt, but that's happened. And then my bag limits in half. And then it, it's just been a total disaster in the Southeast. Like Georgia did the exact same thing. And then Nathan, they hired the hunting public too. Yeah. They paid them 20 grand. I guess Georgia is a higher price than Tennessee, but they got 20 grand out of them. And then Georgia's 
Georgia really, this is funny to me. They moved their public land season back three weeks, cut it off the season. So if you're a public land hunter, you have three weeks less of turkey hunting now. Mm. After they paid someone to come called the yeah, hunting public. The, this is so, <laughs> this so They're shafting the public land hunter. It's so unfortunate. It is. It's why I hate using hunting. If people, if the hunting community decided that we are no longer going to allow people to become famous for hunting, we would be so much better off. It's, it's never, I just don't see it ever ending at this point. It's such a money. There's so much money in it, in the products, in the t-shirt sales, in your logo sales. No, there's one way it could happen. It'd be if people just stopped buying the shit stopped going on the account stopped watching that's the it. shows you know that's I, my I literally message. like you really care about hunting if you really care about hunting then just stop stop you know I'm and i don't you. know how many people out there really care about hunting half of people the half of the people in the country roughly i would guess have the luxury of being able to really like hunting and be immersed in the media stuff because they hunt yeah. private, they yeah. own land, you know? Yeah. But the rest of us, I mean, it sounds like you hunt a little private, but. Um, yeah. I'm fortunate. My family's inherited several and we've so bought yeah, some acres. It, yeah. too, so. But you're trying to do it. You don't want to just hunt there. So no, there's something that's just awesome about hunting the public lands, in my opinion, of like most private lands, even if it's a thousand acres, you know, that'd be a huge piece of private. You still have borders. It feels pretty close to you, whereas sometimes yeah. on public, you can just go, man. And there's just nothing like it. But the state agencies are shafting all the public land hunters right now. And they're, and they pay basically paid to do this. Like in Georgia, cited in the reasoning behind moving the public lands back because the pressure is so great on public lands we need to cut the season back even further mm. and i'm like meanwhile you paid the hunting public just the name itself to come hunt here and yeah. showcase it what are you yeah. doing you know and it, so i you know i'm more sympathetic to the fish and gaming management agencies. Cause I could see where there, there wasn't the internal communications necessary, but yeah, I'm not sympathetic to the hunting public. I mean, I couldn't no. even pick those guys out of a crowd of three. I don't fucking know. I just know that they're like all over the place being hunting superhero guys, you know, they're they huge, knew, yeah. they knew they don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. They're they're sold on this. They're on to the next place, on to the next state. Just like all the influencers that are all sold, I guess, on this idea, or at least proclaim that, you know, hunting is a dying tradition. Oh my God. And, and, you know, we got to, if we don't get more hunters, guys, the antis, they're going to take us out. I'm so sick of hearing that. It makes me so mad. If you have to live under a rock to think that there's not an overabundance of hunters right now. Yeah. Yeah. Of, oh, uh, and yeah. But the thing is they just, 
everybody that has a voice in hunting gets paid off hunting. So they have to yeah. run that narrative no matter what the facts in the ground are. Hunting is conservation. Get, hunting is yeah, I mean, you get like persecuted if you don't like agree with that. Like if you're like, I don't think we need more hunters. People are just like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe it's you changing just said though. I think it's changing. It, 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 people are starting to go out there and there's 15 trucks in front of them at their favorite gate. And they're like, Whoa, this wasn't the case two years ago on a Wednesday morning. Like what's going on here? Yeah. Well, it gets to a point where it's not even worth it anymore. Yeah. It, it's just unbelievable. And I, you know, something else that bothers me. I've, I've been a member of the national wild Turkey Federation for years, you know, mm -hmm. and I still think they do a lot of good things for the wild turkey, but this is the first year that I have not renewed my membership and I don't plan to. Um, um, so what do they do that you like and why are you so disgruntled with them right now? They, at least a portion of your dollar that you donate or give to them, what a very small portion I've looked at the balance sheets is going to go towards land conservation you know, or enhancing property for turkey habitat, it actually goes to aid the wild turkey, in my opinion. Um, the issue I see is they are hook, line, and sinker on this idea we got to have more hunters. And their goals are all about making new hunters more so than the wild turkey. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like all, ever the, time, all of the hook and bullet nonprofits. Yeah, no, and I'm they like, become they have become the advertising arm for the hunting industry. Yeah, so let me let me see if I can find they. I just the nail in the coffin for me was I got their like summary, their magazine. They sent like what you know they had done. They had achieved these goals that they were after. Um, let's see. So their goal was to open. 500,000 acres to hunters. And like, it was a 10 year goal, I think, or five year goal. And let's see, where is it? No, 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 no. The goal was like 400,000. Basically they opened access in a 10 year plan. So it's their save the habitat, save the hunt initiative. Okay. This was the nail in the call. They achieved their goals. So they put in this magazine how proud they were. They opened 500,000 acres of hunting land. How did they do that? I don't know. I don't know what they did to do that. I don't know if they like helped. I think that includes like landlocked land or helping additions to WMAs. They're probably claiming credit for shit that they've had very little to do with would be my guess. Yeah, very possible. But then second goal that they're proud of we recruited 1.5 million new hunters. Yeah. So, okay, that's great. All these new hunters, man, that's great. We I all have a third of an acre. Those, I wouldn't give those people a dime, and I would encourage anybody listening to this to not give a dime to any nonprofit, hunting nonprofit until they abandon R3. Until they abandon so, R3, they are just, all they are are the advertising arm for the hunting industry. R3 is, is such a sham it is such, I hate that initiative. I truly do. The recruit, retain and reactivate it. It is such a sham every agency now. And then they changed the, 
what is it, Pittman Robertson dollars? They now change you can it use to where those they for can, recruitment. Yeah. Yeah, that's where this money's coming from. All of a sudden, they're paying influencers because they can do it out of Pittman Robertson dollars. Do you think that'll continue to happen, or was there enough backlash from this stuff with the hunting public public that in your part of the country that'll be a thing of the past now? I think it'll be a thing of the past for a little while till the next group comes along or till the people kind of forget about it. But there's enough public outcry, I would say, to where it's definitely stopped, I think, for a little bit. Yeah. Because people are really upset. I mean, you're sitting here telling me they paid to advertise for turkeys and then they're taking my chance to hunt away. That's a pretty easy sell to people of like, you should probably be mad about this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a counter argument though. Oh, shouldn't you be glad that there's more people coming in? No, you, know? you should not. You should honestly, at some point, and I'm, I'm finally saying this, be a little bit selfish. Think of you, your family and your friends and, and think, Hey, we're, and think of the resource and the resource, you know, Hey, turkeys are declining. Maybe more people shooting them is not the best thing for them. If we want them to be here for our grandkids. Yeah. I mean, one thing I always say, and I've been saying it for years, it doesn't really seem to stick with people is that I think there are a wide array of modalities by which you could have a fulfilled life. Hunting is just one of them. Why bring people into that one when we don't, when there's not room? There's not room. We have you a decreasing whole, Millions of people are already helplessly addicted to hunting, helplessly fascinated with it. Can't get it out of their system. Why in the, and there's no, yeah, same. He just, <laughs> Cameron just pointed at himself. So it's like, why would you do that to those people? make there be more people like that when there's no room for them it's such a sham it's such a they shame. used to know this man the people so i told you i read a lot of books back up yeah. in wtf so wayne bailey i was reading his book this just like blew my mind this guy was like mr conservation so here's he was the first nwtf advisory board member first one and what year is this 1973 okay he was the first nwtf member and he was on the first nwtf technical committee and he won the conservation of conservationist of the year award he was like a turkey biologist who he started in north carolina west virginia he he was very responsible for a lot of the reintroduction of the wild turkey in much of the northeast i mean he's this guy was all but respect for this guy so i'm reading his book and I read in there, just this just tells you how things have morphed. Mr. Conservationist, the, the guy who cares the most about the wild turkey. So he says, many turkey hunting enthusiasts fear that the NWTF's programs will result in an increase in the number of turkey hunters, and they do not want that to happen. So even then, he could tell people don't want more hunters. Like, we don't need more. What did he say after that? Okay, you're going to read more. However, two truths are evident. Number one, the NWTF is not interested in increasing the number of turkey hunters, but only in organizing existing ones to enable them to speak with one voice and with sufficient power to improve and perpetuate the sport. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, hey, Cameron, can I ask you to do something for me and for you? Yeah. Uh, 
if you could give send me that quote and like the citation and okay. another more recent quote for them where they're celebrating <laughs> the 1.5 million hunters and and the citation for that i would love to put that on our instagram yes I, i'll repost it and put it on mine the same day okay Campaign. Please don't please don't forget to do that. I would no, that I would will. be that'd be wonderful. So But I mean thank- that's back when there weren't that many turkey hunters and and that was the mentality of like hey don't worry about that. You can join us. We're just wanting, you know, for those of us who are already in the fold, we need to unite and have one voice. I agree. If you're uh, but we uh, don't need The existing hunting community needs to do way more. Yeah, as a group, just us. And our families and those who hunt together, good. We need to we need a group. But like, we don't need the new adult onset hunters. We don't need them. No, no. We don't. We can't, at what we point, can't accommodate them. We can't accommodate them. And the big thing they always say. I talked to an NWTF guy the other day. Well, the percentage of the population that hunts is going down. There may be more hunters, but the percentage it's of the population. It's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. Who cares? If we add 10 million more hunters, the percentage of the population is still going to be a fraction that hunts a fraction and the resource can't handle it. Yeah. So where does that, where do we stop? We're we're just going to blindly recruit forever. Yeah. They, they would. Yeah. Cause it's more members. Yeah. I I don't know. I think that it could just be that it, 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 I would guess that it's going to get worse. Like the crowding is going to get worse. The dwindling opportunity is going to get worse. And maybe what we're, we are just on the Vanguard Cameron of people that are just starting to flash the warning signs. Yes. I think it's definitely got to get worse. I don't see, I mean, you, you know, just as well as I do, when you get into this and you taste how great this sport is, you want to do it more and it's just going to keep happening. You keep introducing blindly introducing people. And I hate the way they phrase it. Of like, we just need more hunters. We don't need more people that kill stuff. We do not need that. That's a hunter. We need more conservationists. Like yeah. we need more people who own the private lands who are interested in making sure that it's kept up for our wildlife. Like mm-hmm. that's who we need. We don't need the guy to go kill his limited turkeys every year on the public land. We need the landowner who owns the land next to public land to manage it, to make more turkeys. Yeah. That's yeah. what we need. Yeah. What pisses but it's me hunters. off royally is like <laughs> these not same nonprofits that want more hunters. They don't tell these people they don't, there's not a part of their mentorship. That's like, um, there's nothing in the mentorship program that says there's a real struggle. There's a real limit to the amount of property open to people. So yeah. don't lease. Shrinking. <laughs> or if you're going to lease, then share your lease. You know, yeah. there's nothing in the, in the education that's focused on that. And that's the biggest freaking problem there is. Yeah. Man, if you want to see like just straight up gonna be Europe one day type type thing we got going, my area and most of the southeast is a waterfowl community. Yeah, the yeah, public yeah. lands are ruined. I mean, they're done, and the leasing is just 
if you kill a bunch of ducks and you want to make sure you lose your lease next year, post a bunch of pictures of you with those ducks on Instagram. Yeah, I and you're priced you. out. Yeah, the next guy, there's always a bigger fish. I don't care who you are. There's always a bigger fish. And I swear these people will have 10 grand down on this one duck blind and they'll put all these ducks on there. And the next year there'll be 15 grand offered and that farmer takes it like it's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And then that guy's going to do the same thing. It just, it, the leases are getting ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. They could be buying farms for themselves for what they're leasing the duck hole for because they saw that some guy shot so many ducks. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not what I signed up for when I was a five-year-old kid, and it's going it to be Europe. Cool, cool to go, you know, gig up a few frogs and 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 put them in the deep fryer. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's like, just got big out money. Of hand. Fucking bullshit. Yeah, people, there's so much money in it. I mean, it's just like people know there's so much money in the NFL or football or whatever. Well, when you're on the way to your NFL game, you probably pass more deer hunters than will be sitting in that stadium so, yeah I mean, there's so yeah. much money there's so much money and the product sales i mean the product sales are everything and and these companies all know it and, and i mean like we're seeing with uh what was it i'm sure you saw the other day that who is the company they fired like all their actual skilled athletes and they're just going with only influencers now it was oh, like what's uh, the difference between an athlete and an influencer well, like, no, it was like a, a apparel company that was, they had like professional climbers and stuff, like actually skilled people, like world renowned climbing athlete type people. And they just like fired them and they're going to go with these people that make cool, you know, Instagram posts. Oh, okay. It's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. It's cheaper. Yeah. A lot probably. cheaper, but it's like, that's where we're going with the hunting industry now too. Cause you know, it used to be like, oh, you have Will Primos and then you have the Realtree guy. And then you had like a couple kingpins that were like running these big companies. Now they're like dispersing out to all the influencers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, if you, there's nothing else, we should, we should uh, shut her down. I, I yeah. hope you have a great time in Hawaii. I, I'm all, I'm, I'm trying to build a team, man. I'm trying to build a yeah. team. So if we have a collaboration in the offing. Now you're going to give me this stuff for this post, right? Yeah. So I'm going to send you the citation. That was Wayne Bailey, 60 years hunting the wild Turkey was the title of the book. I'll send you that and uh, send you the picture from the page. You can take the quote. And then also NWTF on their website. I mean, they're probably proclaiming the new 1.5 million hunters they got. Then, you know, right after they talked about how they got each of them 0.3 of an acre open to hunt. So. Yeah. Please, would you please put, <laughs> put both of them together to me yeah. for me? Okay. Yeah. And then also, you know, if there's anything else I can do to help spread information that you find that's relevant. Yeah. Um. Will you will you please reach out to me whenever you so see fit because yeah I, I believe, absolutely man and yeah. i i appreciate you having me on i'm i'm deeply going to consider going anonymous actually on the instagram I, yeah i, I mean at the end of the day idea. it's like you do what you want to do i'm just putting out what i think my best ideas are and i'm certainly not in a position to not work with people that are 100 
on board with what I'm trying to do. If yeah. you're 70% on board with what I'm trying to do, I'll do it. Like most of the people that support hunting nonprofits aren't, are only 70% in, in line with them. So, you know, yeah, hundred percent. My main thing, like I told you, hunt the way you hunt matters, the way you carry yourself matters in the woods, hunt fair. And unless you're starving to death and you can't afford to go buy that Turkey in the store, you know, if, if you're at that point, kill him, however you can possibly kill him, you yeah. know, but if you have the ability to eat at night, the way you hunt matters, you yeah. don't have to kill every Turkey you see to feel good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, Agreed. okay. Well, deal, enjoy Matt. your time you. over there. Um, I will. Now, so you can send, <laughs> you're, we're friends now. So you can send me a, you can text me a grip and grin. If you, um, there you go. I'll blur my face out. You'll, you won't know. No, who you from. don't even need to do that. It's a <laughs> personal. Th- I want to see. Yeah. Like you next to a lava field with a, a turkey. Yeah. I hope your, so. Hopefully I'll your, take a picture. Have your wife wear a bikini. Okay. I don't know if I'll send you that one. I'll send you one of the turkey. That, that might get a little, a little personal. I'm just, uh, I say some of the most inappropriate shit sometimes. I can't. Hey, I it's catch your myself. podcast, man. Do what you want to do. <laughs> All right. Have a hey, great enjoyed trip. it. Thank you. Me too. Bye. All right. Bye.